Let me tell Dinah and the Abra Slayer. Okay. Dinah the Abra Slayer, actually. Um, I moved into my house in 1983 in September, and about two weeks after I moved in, there was this feral cat had kittens on the back porch. And she was the most incredible mother cat ever. Uh, it took us three or four litters for us to actually be able to catch her and get her fixed so she couldn't have kittens anymore. And um, I ended up with four cats, her plus my cat Russell, which I'd moved into the house with, and then four of the kittens. So I ended up with six cats. That's the reason I keep this sort of critical mass of six cats. It's, that's the max. <laughs> I can't take any more. <laughs> and so I had four of her kittens, and um, she would bring the kittens striped bass out of the Hall River. She was about seven pounds. She was a smoky gray with white paws and white chest and had a little pink nose, the most adorable looking little kitty you've ever met in your life. And she was pure spit and vinegar and fire inside. And she would come up the hill with a fish, meowing that special mama meow for her, her babies. And the fish would weigh like 15 pounds. She'd be dragging, ah, wow, wow, wow. She'd drag it another couple of feet. It got to the point where I was having to like hose down the porch before I could even go in the house. It smelled like the fish market and Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. It, it, she would catch squirrels. She would. It did not matter. She she was like a phenomenal, phenomenal mother kitty. And she hated dogs. She hated dogs with every fiber of her being. And I had a, 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 a shortly after she showed up and had kittens, I, there was a three-legged dog showed up and adopted me. And the kittens loved him and they would romp on him and he would wag his tail and smile. And she would sit on the back of the couch and like give him the evil eyeball and like, I'm going to rip you apart if you get anywhere near me. The kittens would play and he would smile and thump his tail. She would sit out in the front yard, and like I said, very prissy looking little kitty. And uh, she'd give herself a manicure and give herself a pedicure, you know, wash her ears. And she, there was a stump where a cherry tree had been then cut down. It was right next to the street. And any dog that dared walk down the street in front of her was, they were just going to get it. And there was this big black dog in the neighborhood, and his name was Abra. And Abra was a known cat killer. He was evil personified in the cat world. And he would come slinking down the street just with that licking his chops, drooling just a little bit, and he'd be eyeballing my little baby kittens running back and forth across I was so worried that he was going to get one of my babies. So worried. Dinah would sit there washing herself, washing her butt, washing her tail, washing her everything, and totally, completely ignore him till he got right in front of her. And then all of a sudden, without any 
forewarning whatsoever, she would spit fire and jump straight up in the air about eight feet and she'd land on his back. He was a giant like Rottweiler lab mix of some description. She would let out the most blood curdling scream. It would make it would make you like shiver all the way down to your bones. It was so deathly evil sounding. And then she'd start ripping out hanks of black fur. Just as fast. And this dog who had been, you know, Mr. I'm gonna eat me a kitten baby would take off running down the hill and bind them and they'd be black Dinah riding him like she was riding him back to the gates of hell where he had come from and she'd be throwing tufts of fur off the back and about 30-45 minutes later my phone would ring and it would be my neighbor and he'd say Cindy will you please come get your cat She's got Abra cornered on the porch here and I can't get him inside. So I, and I don't like, well, you know, she's feral. I really can't do much with her. And I'd go up there and I'd be trying to get a hold of her and she would squirm and jump out of my hands and land on him again. The poor dog couldn't even get in his own house from his front porch. He would be on his porch and he couldn't get this far into his own door. We finally get, he would just get, he'd just get drugged in the house by the owner and I'd grab the cat at the last minute and get the door shut. This went on for about three months. And then finally, Abra, not being the most brightest, you know, dog in the neighborhood, he finally figured out that it's probably not a good thing to walk down the street in front of my house. So he started going in like a house above me. He'd go in behind their house, go through their backyard, and then come out a house below me. And Dinah, she'd sit there on her stomp, and she'd give herself her pedicure and her manicure, and she'd wait till he'd come out down below the hill, and all of a sudden she'd spit fire, go straight up in the air about eight feet, make two bounds, and land on his back and ride him back to Hades. Phone would ring you know, porch, the whole thing, all over again. So he'd start going three houses up. He'd go in the backyard, three houses down, he'd come out. She'd be washing her rear end, you know, just having the big old time, giving herself a bath out there on the front yard. And there she'd go. Black tufts of fur, the dog. And her making the most god-awful blood-curdling screams you've ever heard in your life. He finally got it. He finally got it. He never, ever, ever came back to my street. He didn't even, if his owner was out walking around, he would sit down in the middle of the road about a quarter of a mile. The minute he could see my house, he would sit down in the road and would absolutely positively refuse to go any further. It's hard to get a 120 pound dog to go somewhere you don't want him to go. The owner either couldn't bring him over here, like to somebody else's house to visit, or for a while. He wouldn't even, uh-uh, he wasn't coming. And it made me realize it's not the size of the adversary and it's not the size of the opponent. If you can spit fire and rip hunks of fur out of the backside of whoever is giving you hell, You'll be all right. Sooner or later, they'll get the message. <laughs>